Hi everybody, this is Gatsad and my 2007 book, The Evolutionary Basis of Consumption, shown right here, uh, I demonstrate how one can use evolutionary-based thinking and understanding consumer behavior. Uh, it's, it's an academic book, so quite technical. And then later in 2011, I wrote The Consuming Instinct, which was a book that was meant for the general masses. It's a trade book. But I think for those of you who are interested in the intersection of evolutionary biology, evolutionary psychology, and consumer behavior slash the behavioral sciences, I think you'd enjoy both books. Uh, in any case, in the 2007 book, uh, at one point I talk about the Machiavellianism trait, and I discuss uh, some evolutionary explorations of that trait. So what I thought I would do is I would first read you uh, from my book, uh, a, a, a passage on Machiavellianism and of course many of you know that Machiavellianism comes from the political philosopher Machiavelli uh, who wrote a book uh, many centuries ago talking about how for example a, a politician doesn't have to truly be honest but what he has to do is convey cues of honesty to the electorate right so in a sense it's off, it's often been uh, the term is used now colloquially uh, for someone who is manipulative, although, as I explained in uh, my 2007 book, there are clear evolutionary reasons for why Machiavellianism uh, evolved. So let me just read for you here. This is from page uh, 52 and 53. So over the past 25 years, a wide range of evolutionists stemming from various research streams have investigated Machiavellianism while providing plausible ultimate-based accounts of the existence of this trait. Why have humans evolved such large and complex brains capable of manipulative intent? One theory suggests that the evolution of an ever more complex human mind was an adaptive solution to the increasing complexity of the social environment faced by our ancestors. See Byrne and Witten, 1988, and relevant references therein. One finding in support of the latter hypothesis is the fact that in comparing across primates, there exists a positive correlation between social complexity and brain size. See Dunbar 2003 for a review. This notion has led to the positing of the Machiavellian intelligence hypothesis. See Byrne and Witten 1988 and Witten and Byrne 1997 which suggests that humans are in part endowed with large brains in order to navigate their complex social and hierarchical environments with the hope of achieving two concomitant goals. First, individuals seek to take advantage of their conspecifics, mates, kin, friends, or strangers, while trying to disguise their manipulative intent. Second, they seek to identify such intent in others, given that they will be the targets and possible possibly the victims of such manipulation. In a sense, this is the classic evolutionary arms race that is found in various dyadic interactions, be it between predators and their prey, between men and women in the courtship dance, between hosts and pathogens, or in this case, between two conspecifics seeking to outsmart one another. In the consumption and political settings, two groups of conspecifics might be salespeople and customers, and politicians and the electorate, respectively. Hence, an evolutionary-informed approach recognizes that Machiavellianism can be explored both as an enduring and as a 
situation-specific traits. See, for example, D.S. Wilson, Near, and Miller, 1996. So I'll stop here. So this is from pages 52 to 53 of my book where I'm talking about uh, some evolutionary explorations of uh, Machiavellianism. Now, why am I mentioning all this? Because just recently, this year in 2023, in the journal Personality and Individual Differences, a paper came out, and I'll, I'll put a link to the paper uh, in the description of the of this episode. Uh, it's a short communication, meaning it's a short article uh, by Gruda, McCleskey, and Khoury. Uh The title of the paper is "Cause We Are Living in a Machiavellian World, and I'm a Machiavellian Major: Machiavellianism and Academic Major Choice." So this is quite interesting because it basically looks at across a, a, a big data set. Uh, the scores of students on Machiavellianism as measured by an established, you know, psychometric scale that measures Machiavellianism. It's called, I think, Mach 4. And which major they come from. And it turns out that there are some really interesting uh, uh, results. So here are some of the fields. So I'll just read you so architecture, arts, behavioral science, biology, business, chemistry, communications, computer science, economics, education, engineering, geography, health, history and culture, information technology, languages, law, math, medical, medicine, music, nursing, philosophy, physics, politics, science, social work, social studies, and sociology. And basically, you administer this uh, Machiavellianism score to these different students coming from different majors, and then they calculate, uh, you know, which of these majors score the highest on Machiavellianism. And so here what you have is, uh, I mean, I won't read you all the results, but two, two interesting things. The most Machiavellian, the two fields that were highest scoring on Machiavellianism were law, maybe not surprisingly, and politics so those were the two highest ones and the least machiavellian scores were education which is surprising in that you know some of the most woke parasitized people come from uh education uh nursing now that might make sense in that it's a giving field you're taking care of other people and social work. So social work, nursing, and education scored the uh, lowest on Machiavellianism and law and politics the highest. Psychology, where's psychology? Is it here? No, there isn't a separate field of psychology here. But business, which is, I'm, I'm housed in a business school, uh, scored a zero, meaning that's the, the, when the scores are normalized, it's, it's, it's the only one that scored uh, you know, neither in the positive range of Machiavellianism or the negative. So in a sense, it's the standard bearer, which surprised me. I would have thought that business school students would score uh, a bit higher on Machiavellianism. So there you go. Uh, anyways, uh, this is all shown on figure one of that article, if any of you want to see. They also broke down the scores of Machiavellianism across different fields, but by sex. Now, surprisingly here, it's as if they are thinking that sex is a binary uh, variable made up of male and female. <gasps> I thought that it was antiquated old thinking to think of 
two phenotypes within Homo sapiens. Now, the interesting thing, if I'm reading this quickly, uh, correctly, in every single field that I see here, men score more Machiavellian than women in every possible field that I see here. So two things to take away. Number one, across disciplines, men are more Machiavellian than women. And uh, with across disciplines, politics and law, the most Machiavellian, nursing, education, and social work, uh, the least. So there you have it. Now, of course, I don't think, I didn't read the paper carefully, uh, I don't think they addressed the chicken and egg question, which is, is it that is it a self-selection bias? People who are inherently more or less Machiavellian tend to choose particular fields, or is it that training in those fields then increases your you know Machiavellian tendencies? And my feeling is it's the former. In, in other words, depending on your enduring score, your your disposition as being Machiavellian or not you'll decide on certain fields, and then that might, the dial, the radio dial might be turned left or right depending on the, the field that you end up choosing. So there you have it, folks. Our personalities affect all sorts of choices that we make, including which fields of study we decide to major in. Hope you're having a good day. Uh, by the way, if you haven't done so yet, please, here it is, The Sad Truth About Happiness eight secrets for leading the good life it is now available for pre uh, pre-order please do so as i've explained on a few occasions it really is important when the book is first released if there are many pre-orders they all enter the sales record that first week it helps get it on the bestsellers list so if you wish to support my work if you're someone who hasn't ever financially directly supported my work and you'd like to do so please consider doing so by pre-ordering the book asap Thank you so much, folks. Hope you have a great week. Talk to you soon. Cheers.